I am considering getting one for my son-in-law. What? Because I feel badly for anyone missing out. What? Come on, man. Can you imagine? What? <laughs> Alright, to begin, I'd just like to say, I love my wife! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. Did you say that in all caps? I did, I said it in all caps. <laughs> Shout out to Pastor Rich. Uh, we have a ton of stuff to do today, but yes. we cannot begin an episode without our tradition of trying to catch the other person off guard. Hmm. It is my turn. Hmm. I'm bringing back a classic, Casey. Okay. I'm, go I'm going to the well, as it were. <laughs> and I'm not reading this to you directly. I'm okay. reading this Thank to you. I'm reading this to the listeners. Okay. I'm going to bless them. I am oh. going to read a passage from the classic theology book, The Erotic Baptism. <laughs> If you are not familiar with this, we did this in a really early episode. Oh. Where this is a erotic short story that was published on Kindle about a woman named Bethel having a sexual encounter with John the Baptist. Wow. This is when I that episode was when I knew for with 100% certainty that your wife was just a special saintly woman. <laughs> Because she read passages from that book for you <laughs> on the show. Uh, <laughs> it was great. All right, so there's a lot of passages in this short story. Uh, some of them I did not want to read, but this mm -hmm. one is is pretty special. We did not read this in the okay. uh, in the original episodes, so this will be new to everyone. Okay. This is poist uh, poist. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> this is post coitus. This is the end of the book. Okay. At this, Jesus approached the embracing lovers from behind. Oh, my. <laughs> and held them both in his arms. No, he didn't. Bethel <laughs> fell into the arms of Jesus, experiencing a love deeper than any she had felt before. Uh -huh. A strong emotional love uh -huh. that that had translated into the passion she had shared with the gorgeous man, John the Baptist. <laughs> we must be going now, my child, Jesus mm. said. Mm. Must never forget to love and be kind to all around you. Bethel stared deeply into the eyes of John the Baptist and smiled. I understand how to let the love of Christ enter my heart now. Mm. Because... Because of the pleasure you showed me. And I know that you will never be far away as long as I let Christ into my heart and pray to him. <laughs> Bethel watched John and Jesus walk away, feeling herself awash in the love of Christ. Mm. That is some real Mark Driscoll shit right there. <laughs> like, somebody gets saved because of sex. <laughs> Wow. 
if you if you missed if you weren't a fan of the show during the first go around with the erotic baptism (laughs) you missed my wife performing such lines as it was her first orgasm and she was glad to have experienced it through christ um yeah wow that was beautiful and troubling (sighs) wow (laughs) (laughs) little does he know his true baptism is waiting for him between my eager thighs stop it (laughs) bethel thinks to herself stop i i like that um this book paints the picture that john the baptist is attractive when that doesn't that totally go against scripture wasn't he just like this wild beast of a man (laughs) well i mean maybe some women are into that oh yeah they definitely are but (laughs) wow thank you for that one of my favorite things is uh it doesn't use words for private parts like every time a private part is mentioned it it's a euphemism oh well that's just the typical erotica novel to never, I'm I'm a little unversed in this. To never say like the actual name of a private part. Oh no! Okay. Why would you say that? That totally ruins <laughs> ruins the whole experience of reading. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. I mean, I read this. Uh, what do you call it? I read an article recently about this girl whose mom became a uh, romance novel author. And she referenced, like, how many words there are for penis (laughs) that romance novel authors will use. And it's quite a list. It's, yeah. I'm not going to go through that. (laughs) So, but, like, this is, like, explicitly marketed as erotica. Yeah. Again, not super well-versed in this, but it just, it seemed a little weird that it never actually said a private part name. Well, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we don't. We don't have to keep this. That's, fine. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> oh. All right. So, um, in keeping with the time-honored tradition, uh, anytime one of us leaves the show, we have to come back and offer a rebuttal to what happened while we were gone. Oh, this is, here we this go. Is a tradition that was started by you, Casey Haas. Yes. Uh, demonizing some otherwise <laughs> innocuous statements I made to Pastor Rich once upon a time about the purpose of women. <laughs> yes. Okay, go on. So uh, in in keeping with this, uh, mm-hmm. I, I've come back to offer a rebuttal to the infamous show, episode 115 between you and Perk City. That's so good. Um. <laughs> As you know, Fun Sexy uh-huh. Bible Time, we're a little more woke than the other Christian podcasts. Just, That's true. Just throwing that out there. We we don't conform to rigid gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we empower and women and we laugh at women's jokes here. <laughs> or at least I do, Casey Haas. Because I was sad to see <laughs> you in Perk City doing the complete opposite. And reinforcing gender stereotypes, meaning the man left the room and 30 seconds later, the women were completely flummoxed by technology. 
We were not flummoxed at all. We did everything right. There was a lag in the Skype. A solid three minutes of the audio <laughs> that you sent to me. The first three minutes was, and, and, and then we, uh, no, wait, and then, are you, are you, okay, so, so what, do, until finally Casey scornfully up. said, yeah, Matthew will fix it. Don't worry uh, about that it. That was not scornful. That was with belief in your editing abilities. <laughs> <laughs> moving on okay keep going moving on you open the show sharing nude photographs <laughs> hilarious i only shared it with her yet another example of the double standard present within our society do you want me to send you a picture of a naked man i will i'll do it right now <laughs> when women send each other nude photographs it's a silly great time <laughs> But when I send women nude photographs, I have to make an appointment with my church's counseling center. Right. Moving on. Laura, not not new baby Laura, but Canada Laura. Yes. Got to bring her into this. She uh-huh. put forth a question about awkward slash bad dating experiences on the one show that I'm not on. <laughs> Laura, you got to read the room here. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, <laughs> moving on. Shout She's out gonna. To per- she'll send the question again next time we call for questions. She'll send it. <laughs> I know she will. Okay, moving keep on. going. Perk City, I give you props. I give you props for giving Casey the little girl. <laughs> not thinking about it. Not not making yourself nervous. Just jumping into it. And giving the giving the little girl impersonation at a moment's notice. P- props to you, Perk City. Yeah, that was impressive. Moving on. <laughs> a significant amount of this episode was spent bemoaning the fact that men are not exactly like women, which culminated in Perk City <sighs> saying, <laughs> I just don't, I'm paraphrasing here. I, I just don't know why men don't have more deep meaningful conversations with each other hey perk city that sounds horrible (laughs) hard pass i don't want to have a deep conversation with anybody okay this is beautiful keep going and and finally uh i sent a really bad joke about (laughs) david did david rape jonathan which in the context was connected to the right the did david rape bathsheba right however when you guys censored the joke you somehow s- removed it from the original context and made it sound even worse so you took oh a my bad gosh. you took a bad I joke i can't believe you were doing this <laughs> you took a bad joke and somehow made it even worse and for that i commend you that was impressive I was going to say, I offered to re-record that in several different ways. I gave you five options of different ways I could have phrased the question. And I was willing to set up my laptop by myself and record it. All right. That's that's it. I close my rebuttal with that. Beautiful. Thanks for that. Um, I apologize for nothing. I would be disappointed if you did. I know. We had so much fun. It was a great episode. I know. 
Okay. Wow. Um, so... Thank you, by the way, to Perk City for, for coming on. Yes. Thank you so that. much. Thank you to Nate and thank you to Rich, uh, Pastor yes. Rich. Thank you for the, all of them for stepping in and taking a turn in the uh, co-host seat. We appreciate yes. all of you. Yes. Okay. We have several shout outs for listeners and active participants of this show. Uh, first, it, this is a little late because we forgot this was last time we recorded with uh, the two of us. And that's that uh, Laura has a new baby. Not Canada Laura, the other Laura had a new baby and that we definitely did not help her name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, She had asked for some baby naming advice, which we, I mean, I thought we did great. I don't think she took our advice, but she did give her baby an adorable name. Anyways, congrats, Laura. We hope that you're not too delirious from lack of sleep. Um, Adam? sent us some amazing uh, theology, Bible-based sex toy... I mean, not all of them are sex toy names, but uh, Spanctification. I mean, that's like... That is like a complementarian's dream, like, sex thing. (laughs) And then uh, Proverbs Dirty One, which... Wow. So angry that I did not come up with that myself. I, I'm I'm kind of angry that you didn't come up with that either. <laughs> so shout out to Adam who continues to give us great feedback and ideas. <laughs> and then um another listener that I guess uh Matthew said we'll just call him listener sent us the Andy Stanley fingering video. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, that sounds 1,000% worse than it is. Everybody's seen it. Everybody who listens to this show follows... Well, not everybody. Some people are not on Twitter. But, yeah, that video of Andy Stanley just putting his fingers together and then also making a lot of very dramatic sighs. Wow. Thank you for that. I think the best thing is the story that went with that. Like, he watched it in a staff meeting or something, and then he had to go back <laughs> when everybody had left the room <laughs> <laughs> and record it. Oh, uh, shout out to Zach for sharing a lot of your tweets onto Instagram stories, because then I get to enjoy them twice. Uh, I get to enjoy them on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I think he put up your whole Chick-fil-A tunnel saga, which was, wow, something. Is the is the audience different on Instagram? Like, are they confused by my tweets? I don't know, because I don't know what kind of feedback Zach gets. So he puts it on his stories. So if somebody responds to his stories, that's different from, like, adding it to your Instagram, like, albums or not album, but yeah. Well, this is confusing. What is this? The Enneagram? <laughs> Um, okay, and the last shout out is to Becca, because we made an amazing connection this past weekend that Becca is secondarily responsible for the term podcast person, which somebody, (laughs) this is in my Twitter profile, because somebody texted a friend of mine and said, do you know 
the podcast person, Casey Haas, and it was it was a friend it was a friend of Becca's who was texting her brother asking if he knew me, and that was like the first time uh, anybody had, besides you or Bethany, <laughs> had like actively recognized my role on Fun Sexy Bible Time. It was before I was like official, and. Yeah, it was the most fun phrase podcast person and Becca apparently had fangirled about seeing me respond to this guy on Twitter or him responding to me and yeah. Anyways, shout out to Becca. Okay, what's next? <laughs> that was a long list of shout outs. Oh, it was. Shout out to our patrons. Uh, we just recorded another Patreon segment that you are not going to want to miss. It's just beautiful. Um and just thank you for supporting the podcast. I don't know if people have noticed, but we've been able to record more podcast episodes because of your support. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to add? I've been talking for five minutes straight. No, no, no. You you, you hit it all. Um, Good. Just every, everything you said about the uh, the supporters. Uh, in in lieu of advertisers, <laughs> that's uh, that's how we that's how we keep the ship moving. So we appreciate you guys. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh wow. Okay. So we're just gonna, gonna go straight into this uh, Covenant Spice reviews, I guess. <laughs> which is just still no. gonna be me talking for a long time. <laughs> trying to get through this Whew. do you want to do you want to save it for the end or you want to no let's do it okay um so you'd ask me to maybe do some would you rathers and i was like no i think we need to go back to the covenant spice reviews because uh, they're just so fun <laughs> so i have to um pull up covenant spice on a different browser on my laptop because my kids use my computer for school and I don't want them stumbling upon, uh, you know, this stuff. Okay, so <laughs> our first review comes from a an item called Silicone Support Rings. Okay. <laughs> this is a three-pack. Do I need to look at these while you're doing this, or is it better if I just, if you just paint the picture? Uh, these look like... Uh, it. Would you like me to send it to you? I can. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah, but send don't, it to me. don't. I have the link saved as the like going straight to the reviews. So okay. don't look at the reviews. Just let me let me do that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So if you're not familiar with sex toys, <laughs> if you hear the word ring, just imagine a ring and what it could go around. Okay. <laughs> This is just a straight up brag, okay? I'm just, he wanted to, he needed to write a bad review, but. <laughs> I see where this is going already. <laughs> he says, it was awesome the first night, but broke completely in half the second night. <laughs> this is two reviews, in, this is two brags in one, Okay. First of all, two nights in a row. Congratulations. Um, at, but then it broke. Okay, he broke this thing. I was shocked. Wait, oh, it keep it gets better. I was shocked it broke. 
I can understand maybe one side breaking, but it broke on two sides. Hook smash! <laughs> yes. Yes, this guy uh, just totally uh, hulked out of his silicone support ring. <laughs> but you know what? For six ninety nine, just get a new pack. <laughs> can you respond to reviews on here? You can't respond to reviews. Can no, you? I think the uh, the owners of the site can. I would I would respond back. Uh, it's not supposed to go on your arm. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, shout out to this guy. Okay. Are you sure you want me to send you these? Yeah. Uh, Okay, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've we've crossed that bridge. I know, but okay. Our next... Oh, gosh. What did I get myself into with this? This seemed like a... what... (laughs) This seemed like a good idea last night at... (laughs) 11.30. Now I'm not so sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the things I'm sending you. Gosh. (laughs) I feel like... Okay. This... (laughs) Okay, this next item is called the Super Head Honcho Pleasure Sleeve. Um... (laughs) Okay, uh, do you, uh, <laughs> how do you describe it? It's a tube that you, you know, okay. It's a sleeve, guys. You know what a sleeve is. Now, this one, I'm not reading this whole review because this guy, um, gave a lot of detail. <laughs> like, way too much. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, but I'm not reading it. Um. <laughs> This the part I want to read is for first he's as I enjoy this toy so much. Well, no, no, his uh his his review title is I want it every day. <laughs> okay, so, so he was homeschooled. That's what you're saying. I don't. I well, it, just yeah. He says I enjoy this toy so much, and then he gives a lot of detail about the whole process of using it with his wife. Which oh my. Is, oh yeah. Okay. Then he says after this. <clears throat> I am considering getting one for my son-in-law. What? Because I feel badly for anyone missing out. What? Come on, man. Can you imagine? What? <laughs> son-in-law. That. Oh. That's no. just wrong. No. That's just wrong. Don't do that. I hope he did not. Or if he did, I hope that he did it anonymously, maybe. Just like, oh, I can't imagine. I would basically have to cut off all contact with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Also, I boundaries. Can't. Come on. Uh, okay. And then he goes on to say, my junk is pretty medium sized. <laughs> And this toy in my wife's hands works wonders. Thank you for that final closing statement, creepy (laughs) father-in-law. Oh, man. (laughs) Who is... 
Who is he comparing himself to? That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't... You're asking the wrong person. That is... I don't know. (sighs) (laughs) I... I like it at one point in this review, he describes something as, then it is touch and go. Oh, you're okay. So you do have it up. I know. It's, it's a lot. She just, he just keeps going for a whole paragraph. What? Okay. So time out. Like, do you think this, do you think these people are really repressed and they can't help it? Or do you think they're kind of getting off on bragging? The second thing. Or is it like a mixture of the two? Maybe a mixture. Maybe a mixture because, I mean, if they, and you know, depending on what kind of friends they have, they might not have anyone else to talk to about this, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like when I look at this review, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as being like creepy pervert it's just more of like no like no no boundaries here yeah no i don't think it's perverted it's just it's just yeah a lot of detail it it strikes me as somebody who like you said never got to talk about this and now Mm -hmm. it's like i i just feel so relieved Uh and free Uh uh-huh yeah to be able to talk to somebody about this like i mean it makes sense it you get to have you get to brag on the internet anonymously. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this isn't even the best one, Matthew. I have I have two coming up that are just wow. I'm ready. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I guarantee you're not ready. <laughs> They're also the next two things are also both from admitted seniors. Okay? Even better. <laughs> So this is for a product called A Touch of Honey Body Dust. Okay, okay. so I can, re- I can read about this one without, you know. This lightweight edible body dust is perfect for sensory exploration. Okay, and then it tells you it has like a feather duster. You can, whatever. Made with real honey and pure edible ingredients. So keep that in mind. It's made with real honey. And this first person said, I've sprinkled a bit on our sheets before, and it made them really soft and smelled amazing. Did you also wake up in a pile of ants? Like, (laughs) I would never use anything that was food related (laughs) in my bed because, wow, Florida and bugs. Okay. (laughs) okay here we go oh my gosh (laughs) oh i didn't i didn't send it to you let me send you i already found it it's oh okay okay my dear okay compelling oh dear wife and i are seniors even with age and fattening we enjoy the best sex of our lifetimes you know what i can relate to that (laughs) often With treats such as Touch of Honey. Oh, here we go. I gave my love a dusting of this, followed by lavish kissing on her bottom first, then breast, tummy, and sweet place. (laughs) Okay, here we go. We both delighted in it. Oh, gosh. 
I'm taking a touch of honey on our trip next week to try to entice her to kiss my butt in return. (laughs) Oh, man. Although, she'll likely give me a leather swat instead. (laughs) I know. Okay. Uh, I I gotta stop. (laughs) I'm I'm tagging in. Can I just read the rest of it? Yeah, go ahead. I know that she'll gladly dust my manly parts. (laughs) The better to apply her righteous ball breaker. (laughs) What pain and glory and fun. Oh, my. Husband or wife, whoever acts first, buy this and be a joy to the other. (laughs) Grandpa. (laughs) He just wants his butt kissed. (laughs) Come on, Grandma. (laughs) Oh, it's just beautiful. It's just so good. Righteous ball breaker. (laughs) Uh, what pain (laughs) what's she doing down there (laughs) you know I think I'd I'd prefer mine to stay unbroken. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) Here's the last one. I'm going to go ahead and send it to you. (laughs) Do you have more to say about... Yes yes and no. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. How old do you think these people are? Well, how old are you going to be before you call yourself a senior? Like four more years. <laughs> no, they're not in their 40s. They're at least in their 50s. At least. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for them. Really, truly. <laughs> it seems like she's getting the better end of the deal. Hell yeah, she is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Right, I... He seems fine though. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to be uh to be uh, lacking. Besides the wanting his butt kissed. <laughs> <laughs> the classic evangelical tale. <laughs> okay. Our last. Review is for the Liberator Heart Wedge Decorative Sex Pillow Positioning Aid. This is a wedge pillow in the shape of a heart. Exactly what it sounds like. And I looked up the size because you can't really get a, like, figure out how the size of it. It's not very big. Okay. Oh, gosh. Here we go. This cushion is rather firm like a sandbag and oddly shaped, no doubt, to support a pair of broad bottoms like this senior couple's. Oh. (laughs) 
Why do they feel the need to say that they're old? Why do you think? I yeah, think that's, that's a, a brag. That's another brag in of, in and of itself, probably. Is it a brag or is it self conscious? No, because if I'm still having great sex in my sixties, then I mean, yeah. Why would I not brag about that? Okay. Oh gosh, do you have this pulled up? <laughs> we <laughs> no, first. All I right, I'm just gonna read it, it, and if you have to, yeah. Okay. We first use our love wedge to trade oral honors. Definitely, I've never heard it called that. The raised height offers the giver greater ease in the... Okay, blah, blah, blah. Other times, to begin our session, I placed your wife <laughs> face down to treat her to my lavish butt kissing. Oh, God. <laughs> what is it with the old people and the kissing of the butts? Or, when I drop my guard, she sets me up that way for a good smart spanking. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it this cushion will add to your pleasure with taste creams and paddles Uh, (laughs) we have met and exceeded my expectations for butt content on this episode not just butt content but kissing content (laughs) Uh, given that the posterior section was his favorite section, did, did Danny have anything to say about this? I have not shared this with Danny. Okay. <laughs> you might just need to record that, record that entire interaction. Okay. And, uh, okay. It's kind of, Danny kind of, he kind of, uh, I mean, we knew about Covenant Spice, we talked about it, but I feel like that's when it really picked up steam for the podcast is when <laughs> yes. Danny came on and oh, we, yeah. we looked at reviews together. That was, it was good content. I enjoyed that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this pillow is only $80. Mm. Unless you want to get the red faux leather, then it's 100 <laughs> honors <laughs> i know right i like um, how i like how regal the evangelical seniors are when talking about this <laughs> there's a lot of pomp and circumstance oh yes yes exactly oh but, man a lot of spanking too which surprises me <laughs> haven't you experienced enough pain in your life by the time you're in your 60s and 70s <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago when uh, there was that website about like godly Christian marriage oh, yeah. training or something? It was like, like spanking your wife. Yeah, like how to spank your wife. Uh huh. I-, I don't think it was actually real. I think it might have just been like in a like a troll operation. Yeah, I'm sure. But it definitely fooled a bunch of people into getting super righteously upset about mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah. Sorry, not going to sit here. <laughs> Let myself get spanked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The lesson, as always, is that Christians <laughs> are the easiest to provoke. Yes, it's true. Across the spectrum. <laughs> All kinds of Christians, easy to provoke. Yes. Well, that's all I got for uh, sex toy reviews. 
Uh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Look forward to the uh, to the comments and feedback from this one. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Christians being easy to provoke, uh, yes. we wanted to um, we wanted to to at least talk for a minute about the Beth Moore John MacArthur thing. Okay. But I wanted to frame it because I have I have a rule for myself. Uh, it's not a rule for you. It's just a rule f- for me that on the podcast I don't. Don't dogpile on mm-hmm. the podcast. That's my mm-hmm. rule for myself. If there's something going on and I can't make a, a unique or interesting take about it, uh-huh. don't talk about it. Like, I'm not just going to jump on something and jump on top of the dogpile so that I can get points for myself. Like, that, that's boring and that's lazy. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think all your takes are unique and interesting. <laughs> I, I choose to view that as a straightforward compliment and not a backhanded one. <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, so yeah, this was a this is a big deal in Christian Twitter right now. Uh, everybody talking about uh, John MacArthur mm-hmm. telling Beth Moore to go home. And actually, right before we recorded this, Beth Moore just put out a tweet that said, "Hey, let, let's cool it on the the John MacArthur slander." Right. Um, it's not honoring to God. Let's move on. Right. Um. But yeah, this is a big deal. So I want to talk about it just for a minute because there are there are a couple interesting things I think we can we can, we can look at uh, as far as how this kind of came about and how people react to it. Right. Uh, if I know you didn't you didn't watch the video, um, just to briefly set it up without telling the whole story, uh, they were playing a, a word association game at a uh, I guess conference of angry Calvinists. That John MacArthur and so fun. Uh, it was like Phil Johnson and Todd Friel. You know, all the all the gang was there, and uh, they brought up Beth Moore and John MacArthur said, "Go home," and everybody started laughing. So they used Beth Moore's name in the word association game. Yeah, and that actually wasn't even the worst part of it because the I didn't I just, I just listened to the audio. I didn't see a video, so I think it was Phil Johnson. I, I could be mistaken. He took the he took the baton. After that, after everybody stopped laughing and just said, well, you know, Beth Moore is a great example of just narcissism mm. of, mm. you know, and then he said something about how it's like, well, she admits this. She admits that, you know, when I when I read a Bible passage, I try to put myself in the narrative and that's just uh, narcissism. Mm. It's like, well, like, dude, you, you know, full well, that's not what she meant, that she is right. in the Bible. She's <laughs> trying to. Right. Um, that's what every, everybody does that. Like, they right. try to put themselves in the scripture and how would I react? Like, how is this right. applicable to me? Right. That kind of thing. Um, right. So I just, I think it's really interesting with the, the sort of hyper, hyper Calvinist. I guess that's the right term for these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you pay any attention to them at all, one of the things that even some of their own followers will, will kick back to them is, well, you're not speaking in love. Mm. Uh, and the, I think their standard defense for that seems to be, well, we're speaking the truth. That's a form of love. No, it's not. Well, okay, let's let's hit. I think the truth think there is without some... love is not. It's just, yeah. We're, but, I mean, we're like we're commanded to speak the truth in love. So yes, speak the truth. But if you don't do it in love, then 
you're just getting off on being mean. I, I mean, right? I'll I'll give them I'll I'll give them that that is a counter argument. I I disagree with where they're deploying that, hmm. but just strictly like you if you hold to sort of an orthodox view of of Jesus, like who he was, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just forget all the ancillary issues. If if you hold to that orthodox opinion of of salvation and, and sanctification, you're, you're going to offend people. Like you yeah. can't not offend people. So I think there is a place maybe for that argument of just speaking the truth, period, equals love. Yeah. But they're not doing it right. <laughs> no, I mean... The people that use that argument are are not people who are sensitive to the fact that they might be offending people. They're looking for a reason to offend people, right? Like, yes, we are never going to get around the offensiveness of being told that you can't save yourself and um, you actually need something outside yourself. Because that is offensive. I want to do everything on my own all the time. So we Mm -hmm. can't get around that. But the people who are like, well, you just have to tell the truth. And who kind of like make that stand in a way that's just like flippant towards the offensiveness. They're just, they don't care. They don't care that, um, that things they say could hurt people because they think that God has ordained them to tell the truth in whatever way they see fit. And we, we've talked about this before, that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of God has set me apart with special wisdom mm-hmm. that no one else is going to understand. And when I am a jerk about it and put my views out there, then people get upset. Well, that's just confirmation that mm-hmm. they don't they don't have the special knowledge that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. What's your, just, what's your thinking, hot take? <laughs> hey, new rule. If you have an overwhelming reputation of just being a dick, like you, don't, you don't get to use that defense of, mm. well, I'm just speaking truth. <laughs> yeah. If everyone looks at you and says, well, that guy's a jerk. Yeah. You, 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 can't, you, you forfeited your right to say, well, I'm just speaking truth. Yeah. Yeah, but there, I mean, there's no self-awareness there. There. No, and so it's just here's my uh my thing. Like you brought this up too. Like Beth Moore is not trying to be a pastor, right? Yes. She, she's not trying to lead a church. Correct. She is admittedly somewhat of a complementarian, conservative. Uh so like she is out there preaching the gospel. Like She's telling people good news on a consistent basis through her Bible studies and through her conferences and through Twitter. And why, why is that, why does that bother you? (laughs) Why, why, why her, you know? I mean, even in one of the, one of Paul's letters, he talks about people that are preaching the gospel for their own glory and gain. And he says like, the important thing is whether through false motives or pure motives, the gospel is being preached. And it's such a powerful statement that like, like Paul was, Paul was saying, it's so important that the gospel gets out there that even if those people have wrong intentions, that doesn't mean that 
the people listening aren't hearing truth and that the spirit can't work through that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it just, it baffles the mind that we could target this woman who is probably closer to their uh, views on gender roles than a lot of other women. And yeah, it just... <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a great point of she is such a strange target, mm-hmm. at, at least on surface level for yeah. them. Because if, if your whole thing is men should be the leaders in the church, which, you know, like it or, or, or don't like it. That's a, that's a, that's a large idea in Christianity. That's not specific to them. If that's your whole thing, there are a lot of explicit female pastors. Right. (laughs) I am a pastor and this is what I'm doing. To go after Beth Moore, who says, I'm not a pastor, I don't want to be a pastor, and who is not out there saying, give me all your men so I can teach them, like that, that's a, mm-hmm. that's just a weird, that's, that's just a weird place to stage that battle. Yeah, it's almost like um, they just are so hungry for, to, to be piling on to someone. So it would be stupid for them to speak out against Nadia Bowles Weaver, who is definitely the way farther end of the spectrum than them, right? But yeah. Everybody knows that they are not going to like her or what she stands for. So it's like, well, let's, it's just this, like, it just seems like this desire to, to have a controversy that people care about. And... <laughs> It's it's like the opposite. It's like the desire for disunity. Well, and that that's a great point that leads into, you know, we we kicked around some ideas of okay, well, why her? Why mm-hmm. Beth Moore? Right. And we came up with a, a couple of them. number one. Is it for the you controversy? Came, you came up with them, but okay, thank you. <laughs> well, you, you you just you just laid that one out. Is are they doing it to troll? Basically, right. are they doing it for the reaction because they know there wouldn't be a bigger reaction than going after Beth Moore, who is hugely popular. Right. Uh, my thing, and it, it sounds like a joke. It's really not. Is it because she's pretty? Is mm-hmm. it because she's physically attractive? Right. And we've talked about this on the show before. If you're a, 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 an attractive woman in evangelical culture, there's a different set of rules for you. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, you know, Lauren Daigle did not come out and condemn homosexuality. Well, who, what, what CCM star is condemning homosexuality right now? Right. But because she is young and she's hot, she just got dragged through the coals mm-hmm. for that. Um, and it goes all the way back to Amy Grant. Right. Was super pretty, you know, and she was unfaithful. That got a divorce, whatever, whatever happened. She got dragged through the call. Sandy Patty, not so attractive. She got almost a free pass. No, mm-hmm. Nobody seemed to care what right. Sandy Patty did. Right. Yeah. So you described it as like horny anger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like, I'm sometimes. So, I'm so threatened by this person who is obviously smart who obviously knows her Bible, who's obviously committed to God and to serving God. And also she's very pretty. And that also intimidates me. Yeah. I mean, did John MacArthur go after Jan Crouch? Right. Right. I I don't remember. I mean, maybe he did, but not Mm -hmm. in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think, you know, without making it specific to him, that there is an element of just, 
like the the repression and the anger get kind of mixed together sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do think there is an element to Beth Moore's personality that is this like uh it's like this righteous form of belligerence is not the right word, but it's what I'm thinking. Like she's so confident in her calling that she is not going to back down from that because of John MacArthur or whoever else. Even somebody on the whole other end of the spectrum, like when she, when that whole controversy came out about her changing part of a book about when she was talking about homosexuality. And I mean, even people on the whole other side of the theological spectrum were like, whatever, Beth Moore's still a homophobe or whatever. Like she's not going to change for anyone. Mm-hmm. And that that is intimidating to people. Like we want to think that if we're popular enough, that we have the power to make someone change their mind or to be quiet <laughs> if we don't like what they have to say. But she she doesn't care. She feels so confident in her calling. And it's so inspiring to, I hope it's inspiring to men too, but to women. It's like, yes, there is a place for me to live out my calling in, in the ways that God has gifted me. And I don't have to answer to a group of men about it who have mm-hmm. no say in my life, right? So, and I was thinking too, like, it just seems like they should be rejoicing in what she's doing. And that they should pray that there's other women out there who are, like, home, not paying attention to their calling, that they would be convicted and that they would want to share the gospel in whatever ways God leads them instead of feeling like they don't have a place or whatever. But it's just, Mm -hmm. it just is a bummer. (laughs) And the other, the other thing we thought was maybe, is it just jealousy? Mm -hmm. That sounds ugly to say that, but we're just, you know, we're, we're talking about all the the ideas that, right. Is it because she's popular? Is Mm -hmm. it because, you know, I think the the closest comp we have for this is a lot of pastors get really, really angry about Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, we pick apart his theology or lack thereof. I, I wonder, too, sometimes it's just, you know, when you're struggling to put 150 butts in the in the pew on a Sunday. Yeah. And you're doing the right things and you look uh-huh. up and this guy is just dribbling nonsense, mealy mouth platitudes out of his mouth and Mm -hmm. has thousands and thousands and thousands of people like that's got to be frustrating yeah for sure it's so bizarre to me it's just there's so much anger (laughs) and like why would you even in this word association game bring her up if not to just be mean Mm -hmm. and how does that what how how are outsiders informed about your your theology if you're doing that? Like, why would I ever listen to anything someone has to say if they're going out of their way to be cruel? I get it. We're all, we all have our moments of, like, just being horrible. I totally believe that. And all of us, I mean, yes. But just to intentionally, as a minister, look for a reason to be cruel in front of hundreds of people. 
It just, oh, yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll bring this up with John MacArthur next week when he will be our guest on the show. <laughs> can you eat me? Yeah, I mean, we can ask him about his. Uh, is he? Is his wife still alive? <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Maybe yeah. he's he's a. He can give us some insight into uh, a touch of honey body dust. (laughs) 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 It's just, uh, it's the irony there is, uh, the irony there is is just so sad that John MacArthur, he's, he's forgotten more about the Bible than most Christians currently know. Mm -hmm. Like if we're just talking about, nuts and bolts of theology and yet is completely missing the point on mm-hmm. being Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so sad. Well, it just, <laughs> yeah. When you value uh, knowledge and learning so much, which is such a good thing, I value those things. And, but you don't allow them to like get to you. <laughs> get to your heart then i think th- no, i'm sorry what's the point what's the point what's the point of learning all about the bible if mm-hmm. you're not going to ask like pray for it to change you i th- i can't prove this but i think i think the catalyst is when you stop interacting with sinners yeah um and it's, it's counterintuitive because it seems like if you were to isolate yourself in the ivory tower of theology and seminary, it seems like you should get holier mm-hmm. if you're removing yourself. But it actually, I think it works the other way, that you just sort of become calcified and brittle and you forget what it's like on the ground of dealing with people who are non-believers, frankly. Yeah. It's you so just true. become very, very hardened. It's so true. I've definitely seen that uh, firsthand. I've seen it, you know, growing up as a pastor's daughter in the church and just the the insulated way that pastors can live. And then I've also seen it working in a ministry uh, mm-hmm. around missionaries who weren't necessarily in the field. So they, you know, it's it's more difficult to uh to be exposed to as much when you're you know working in a christian office five days a week uh and yeah it (laughs) the same here i mean i've I've been around christianity and pastors my whole life and so what i'm I'm saying now is not about the pastors i currently know or or talk to but man the ones that are the most christ-like as a general rule are the ones that have their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. The ones who are, you know, helping people on the street and, right. and maybe in the mission field. Right. And I, I know somebody has to teach the seminaries. I'm, I'm not against, against that, but sure. Sure. Um, even like John Piper. I mean, we, we kind of make fun of his tweets a lot, but it, it felt like they got a lot worse when he stepped down mm-hmm. from, being a pastor and, and sort of transition into being a full-time theologian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it just made me, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, was there a, a grounding effect of, of him interacting with people while he was right. a pastor? And that once he sort of moved into the ivory tower phase, mm. he just kind of lost that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's difficult. And I can definitely understand why pastors would want to, would want to be insulated because they're, I mean, it's hard to be a pastor anyways, but also just humans are such a mess. (laughs) So like you probably get to the point where it's just like, how can I minimize how much I'm dealing with messy humans? Right. Yeah. There's, I think there's definitely empathy fatigue. Yeah, exactly. But also probably some frustration because people continue to make a mess of their own lives. (laughs) Well, that and I think sometimes when you're a pastor, you have to work twice as hard mm. because people don't give you much. Yeah. Like they, they, they're and they expect not going to be as forthcoming about what's going on in their lives. And they expect a lot from you. A yeah. lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, this applies to, to not just pastors, though. This applies to everybody. Like... The Christians who are choosing to involve themselves in the lives of the people around them, what, what, regardless of what they believe, are just, they're more challenged in their faith. And because of that, their faith is stronger. And there's just no way around that. There's mm-hmm. just, it's what it is. So. Yeah. <sighs> I've even noticed just just being around pastors that it's it's really hard for pastors. Most and you know most of the pastors I've known and been around have been have been men, so that, that's what I'm referring to here. But it's really hard for pastors to be one of the guys. Mm. Oh yeah. I've I've noticed like you you know when people will tell me a story, maybe it's a PG thirteen story, mm-hmm. but if they're telling the same thing to a pastor, it gets turned into a PG story. Right. Yeah. Um, where it's like, and it may not even be anything explicit. It's just, you know, right. somebody said the word hell and that's part of the story. <laughs> and then when they're telling the pastor, that gets changed to heck. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's not, that's not helpful. I don't believe. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I, I have a rule for myself to, whenever I'm around pa- the pastors in my church, to try to swear whenever possible, to try to counteract that. Well, if you um, become a Presbyterian, they swear back, so it's great. (laughs) We have met and exceeded my expectations for butt content on this episode. (laughs) 